right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. My name is Randy. I get to play host today, and I'm joined by three of my colleagues. Let's go ahead and introduce them right now in no particular order. Let's start with Mr. Chris Solomon. Solly, how are you today? Randy, thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you so much. I've been waiting to use that one uh, for quite some time, and I'm just thrilled to get the call up to uh, to the LPGA show this week. Well, we're certainly excited that you're here, and uh, you're welcome here anytime, Solly. So please, please uh, feel free to come back. Next, Mr. Tron Carter, TC, good day to you, sir. Hello, Big. Major week this week, although got to make sure that they're not simulating this event, the last, the last major that they had at Baltus Roll, I'm not sure it was, it was actually played. It was just simulated. Cody's guy, Big Tex won. I was gonna say that might be a good question. Who's the LPGA equivalent of Big Tex? We, we might have to noodle on that one. Big Tex, of course, being Jimmy Walker. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, let me introduce our, our, our other colleague, Cody McBride. Cody, it is hot in Texas. How are you today besides uh, trying to stay cool? A little warm down here, Big, but I am excited to talk about the lower course of Baltistral, and it's not so fast, my friend, TC. It's a different golf course now. Gil did a masterful job there with this restoration that him and Mr. Wagner did, and I'm excited to talk about it because we, we've seen it. You yeah. are going to be, uh, you know, provide some expertise here from being on the ground. I've also played it a second time with Mr. Big, Got plenty of experience around the lower course here, so I'm pumped, man. It's a major week on the for the ladies. I'm excited to see these women play a, a big time ballpark, and uh, it should be exciting. Who's gonna do it first? Who's gonna do the? I mean, what do we have to do to get the women on the upper course, right? I mean, why they why do they send them down to the lower <laughs> course, right? They got us. They you know what do we have to do to equal this out for the women? I think someone's gonna do that at some point this week. <laughs> yeah, that's a sick block. Uh, I funny enough though. I, most people I've talked to insist the upper course is like the more fun, the the yeah. better of the two courses. I've seen the upper course. It looks great. I think Gil's getting ready to redo that here in the coming years or sure. so. Um, what is he not getting ready to redo? Right. right? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, guys, we are we are in the midst of we're about to embark on a, a big uh, stretch of ladies' golf here. I'm I'm labeling it a hot girl summer. it's that's exactly right yeah we we of course have the kpmg women's pga this week uh they take a week off after this and then we come back to pebble beach for the u.s women's open and then it's just a couple weeks before we head over to everybody's favorite major the evian championship over in uh in france and then the women's british open to round it out in early august so really in the stretch of a month and a half we're going to play four majors three majors you know officially four majors three majors depending on your your personal views of the evian so tc i'm with you total hot girl summer couldn't be more excited before we get into today's episode i want to thank our sponsor that is our good friends at titleist and footjoy today's episode is brought to you by titleist the number one ball in golf and the number one ball at this week's kpmg 
PGA Championship. We speak about this often, guys, but it's so important to identify the right golf ball for your game. Some of our crew had had have had the chance to hit every model now, the Pro V1, the Pro V1X, the AVX, and the Pro V1X left dash. And it really debunks the myth that a golfer can't tell the difference or that you're not good enough to see the difference. The flight, the spin, the feel of each golf ball is unique and allows for every golfer to be properly fit. There's no question that you'll be able to see the performance. Uh, TC, I know you're a big regular Pro V1 guy, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Well, first of all, Randy, there's no, there's nothing regular about the Pro V1, okay? <laughs> the Pro V1 is is the original. It's, it is the, it's the gamer of choice for TC. Uh, I've been starting to play some decent golf here lately. Um, for me, what I noticed that, like, kind of in all seriousness, the Pro V1 versus the Pro V1X, I noticed the feel around the greens on the Pro V1 being like very soft. Um, mm -hmm. The 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 X is a little bit clickier, and then I struggle to flight the Pro V1X like through the wind a little bit. I struggle to kind of I kind of poof that one a little bit more off the tee, whereas the Pro V1 I can you know I kind of prefer more of like a penetrating ball flight, a little bit a little bit lower launch there in. Um, yeah, so you know, and and I don't overspin it with my wedges either, which is what I noticed. But yeah, like having it was really wild, like doing the the left dash and the Pro V1, Pro V1X, and the AVX. There, like I can kind of, I'm to the point where I can tell, like especially with like a seven iron, how they're apexing, and I can mm. tell which one's which. So, well, I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum as you. You're you're a much higher spin player than I am. I play the Pro V1X because it it helps. Uh, I I have a lack of spin in the Pro V1X. We I know. <laughs> yeah, I I need it to you know kind of get up there and and sail through the air, or else I'm just hitting you know such a low ball, and that doesn't Not really worse. work unless I'm overseas. So yeah, wh whatever your game is, if if it's towards the if you're a higher spin player, you know, perhaps check out the Pro V1. If, if you're a lower spin player like myself, the Pro V1X. Uh, but they have offerings for everybody. Get fit into the right ball. Cannot stress that enough. More women this week will trust a Pro V1 or Pro V1X finally tuned to their game when it matters most. Titleist, the number one ball at this week's KPMG PGA Championship. Thank them for being a great sponsor. Now let's get into the show, boys. We have a good one. Yeah, I want to talk about Baltus Raw TC. I know you have very strong feelings. Uh, I want to level set the LPGA season right now for any listeners that aren't intimately familiar. And then I think we get into some picks and prognostications. There are three players specifically I want to talk about uh, that that I'm very curious about this week. So that's kind of a, a loose agenda. We'll end with some some of our usual picks: who will win, who won't win, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but let's start right here. Baltus Raw, the lower course, you're going to hear a lot about the Gilhance restoration, and it is a restoration, trying to take it back to its roots. It's an A.W. Tillinghast design, uh, I believe, just over 100 years ago. And I can tell you the TV coverage, they are ramping up coverage, which I guess is the good news. Whenever it comes to NBC, there's like... There's always like, bad news. Yeah, there's always bad news. Uh, a lot of this ramp up is on... Lecoq. So just for anybody listening, especially stateside, the TV windows Thursday and Friday are as follows 11 to 3 p.m. Eastern on Golf Channel and then 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the cock. 
and then Saturday and Sunday, you're going to have 11 to 6 p.m. Eastern on the cock. That's a lot. And then, that's a lot of, I will say. That's that's a long yes. stretch. It's a big increase. Yeah. It's good. But like I said, it's people are going to have to sign up, but they're going to have to, you know, join Peacock, which is like, ugh, I wish it weren't that difficult. Like I'm already paying um, for Golf Channel with my cable package, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then it will be on NBC 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Saturday, 2 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. I want to shout out our old friends at Callaway. They have uh, sponsored the last hour of coverage on Sunday. will be commercial-free. So that's a cool thing and, and definitely worth mentioning. Guys, let me, let me, let me start here. Are, are we excited about this venue? Are we excited about this championship? Or you know, are, are we in a little bit of a, a men's U.S. Open hangover mode right now? How, how, how does it find you this week? I will say my issue with Baltus Roll was not that I had strong opinions or strong feelings. It was that I didn't have strong feelings or I didn't have strong opinions. I think that was always the issue with it. Having been there, uh, went up with Cody and Neil – uh, last year for the Simpson Cup that was that was held there and really really good finishing stretch. I think there's a lot more variety than than I remembered uh, at the PGA Championship in 2016. Um, very you know kind of hilly piece of property. I tend to think it's a little bit overrated because of its proximity to New York City and kind of propensity for holding big events. But th- but that said, I think it's you know it's a it's a very good venue for this ladies championship and i think it'll be a very like interesting to see who plays well there probably not dissimilar from like upper montclair for the founders a few weeks ago where a lot of elevation change a lot of you know like rough's gonna be up you're gonna have to hit your hit your drives in the fairway and you're gonna have to hit your mid irons really really well like it's gonna be a ball striker competition I'm of two minds here, right? I find myself feeling this way around a lot of the U.S. major, uh, the women's venues in in recent majors and in future ones is this seems to be really important to the tours and to the players to play on courses that have held men's majors. That seems to be important to them. And I, I can understand that for through lines, for golf fans and whatnot. I also think they've kind of tended to have gone to some that are my on the lower half of, you know, if we're ranking where we like our men's venues, probably in the lower half of that, like Olympic club is, is fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but it didn't, that didn't, that wasn't an inspiring championship. I didn't think to watch. I mean, Lexi's meltdown was a little bit inspiring in a different way. Gil's doing it it right now too. Gil's doing that, of course, (laughs) but I I think I have the 2019 U S women's open entrenched in my head at country club at Charleston. I thought that was like just fabulous. Like it was so great to take that, that uh, that event to a, an, a course that can't host a men's major anymore, but the scale really fit the women's game perfectly. The the dividing line of the golf shots was really, really tight. And I, I, I haven't like fully fleshed this out. And I'm wondering maybe if TC you might be able to help me with this. Of just saying I'm not positive that the scale of uh, of some of these golf courses makes the most sense for the women's game. I kind of felt that at congressional last year. It's like, man, these fairways are just, the, the women are going to hit these like almost hundred percent of the time on a lot of these holes and, and the size of which some of these, these golf courses, it's almost meant for the, the, the bombastic men's style. And I don't know how great the women's game translates into that. It's a little, I don't think a lot of people think of it that way when they flip on the TV this weekend, but for golf nuts, I think maybe that some of that might shine through. I don't know if there's any reaction to any of that. Yeah. I think that's probably a good, good take. I think it's, it's a, it's a missed opportunity to, go to some of these places that are a little bit more intimate or that have kind of 
you know, the men's games kind of outgrown and that are, that, that have a bunch of character, you know, going to, um, like, I, I think a perfect example is like going to Inverness for the Solheim cup. It was like such yeah. a perfect place for it. Or, you know, going to like Prairie Dunes in like 2002 for the U S women's open, like going to places like that, that, you know, are, are extremely like thought provoking. People want to see them on TV. Whereas like, I'm not sure anybody's tuning in to see the golf course this week at Baltusrol. Like it's, yes, it's, it feels like they're leveling up because it's, it's hosted men's majors before and will again, but I don't think it's necessarily like there's not a, I think they're overrating the prestige associated with hosting a men's major because some of that can be, you know, it's the same thing at like, like a hazel team, for instance, so like just cause a place can support the infrastructure and the distance does, doesn't necessarily make it a, yeah. a, a thought provoking, engaging golf course. Cody, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with everything that you guys are saying. I also noticed the one trend is the majority of these clubs have a pretty robust membership where they're in pretty big municipalities and you're guaranteeing that like local fans are going to show up. So even if you're not watching it on TV, you're kind of guaranteeing a baseline spectator number who will come out and support it because they're either club members and they're obviously very proud of the club that they belong to, or they're going to have family members that say, hey, my cousin John belongs here and and we're going to tune in and check it out. Uh, and, and or if you live in the area and you don't have access to the correct. course, a chance to go walk around the grounds. And yeah. you see that totally. they only have uh, what I think sets the the KPMG Women's PGA apart from the U.S. Women's Open and some of the major decisions based off of locations and everything else is is KPMG kind of driving the PGA of America and them working hand in hand on these venues, but getting to places that you usually don't see like major championship golf being played out like next year is a prime example we're going to the pacific northwest i think sahali is going to be great it's a, a we talk about it all the time how that area of the country is full of such great golf courses incredible golf fans and i think that's really going to shine and the lpga tour does a good job of that uh, yearly with their their tour stops whether that be in in oregon or washington but to bring a major there is something completely different and i also think that like specifically for the KPMG women's PGA is that it's a, it's a proving ground for future P, like big boy PGA championship sites. And you saw that a couple of weeks ago with PGA of America, having the senior PGA at PGA Frisco in 2025, this tournament, the, the women's KPMG PGA championship is going to be at Frisco. Um, and then they're having it. They already announced it. They're already having it back there again in 2031. So it's interesting. We give a lot of crap about uh, uh, all the courses that Gil and Jim are doing. They're they're obviously, I think we all speak very highly of the work that they do and the courses that they're going and the clubs that are hiring them to come in and do this work. But we're we're starting, you know, we're at the v very beginning of this streak that they're about to go on, and eventually we're going to get some fatigue from that because every single course is going to be touched up on them just because that's kind of the way that the major championship schedule is laid out. Part of it too. I mean, Sally, we, we talked about this after the congressional one, it puts more pressure on setup too, right? Where, you know, you've got like, I mean, closing holes here, are these two, like, you know, the 17 is a big brawny par five. I was talking to Lauren Coughlin about it last night, like big brawny par five. And then the, and then, and then 18 is a little bit more reachable. And it's like, you know, it it's, I think with the women, the setup is so much more important than just, maxing out the yardage with the men like you you know like setting it up to where it's not a pushover and it's not too easy but 
it's going to challenge them. And there's, there's, you know, I, I like, I feel like there's a wider range and a wider disparity between the longer hitters and the shorter hitters out on the LPGA than there is on the men's side. But it's also like, I feel like a lot of this conversation can be like the business side of golf probably ignores a lot of this, right? It's like, yeah, dude, let's do the big venue that we get the, uh, you know, is going to give us this. And that, that may, it actually may lead to more TV ratings than say like pine needles did for the U S women's open, which, you know, I, it, it's hard to, it's hard to promise like, Hey, if you took this to a cool quaint course, the ratings would go nuts. Like it just doesn't, just doesn't translate that way. So I, I get why this happens. I think again, as a golf sicko, I, I don't get like overly hyped for a venue like this. However, like as a supporter of the women's game, like this matters a lot to the players. Like this is, is a clear messaging from the players. These are the kind of venues they want to go to. And they, they were jacked about this. I remember this, this got announced what it, when we were at Hazeltine, Randy in 2019. And I remember like how big of a deal that was. Like people were ex- really excited about that. And it doesn't necessarily move the needle for me, but um, I don't think I have an answer for like, what's going to move the needle for women's golf because I don't know. Yeah. I, we got a lot of different ways we could go, but it feels like it, it feels like the needle should have moved a lot more than it has in the last four or five years. And I can't really, I, I can't really answer why it hasn't. I think that's a good point. I, I specifically to like, I just wish I knew what was possible and what is not possible. Right. I Sally, I agree with you. It's like, there's, it's probably so much easier to approach a place like Baltus Raw that has hosted big major championship golf and like that process has to be so much smoother than if you're approaching like a one-off golf course that has like never hosted a, a tournament this big i i imagine that has to play a role in it but um yeah i i think i think it will look really good on tv i know the weather thursday friday is supposed to be good uh chance of storms on the weekend but i think that's from what I've heard, it's just kind of typical, you know, it's hot in the summer and it might hit, it might not. So hopefully they can get this course, you know, pretty fiery. I, I think I'm, I'm going to be really curious with setup last year, you know, round one at congressional was like the most difficult setup I think I've ever seen in professional golf. And I kind of loved it, but they took so much crap for that and kind of, they went way Almost too far the other way. Right. They neutered it. Yeah. 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 So I'm gonna I'm gonna be very curious. Like I, I think the KPMG is the one event where I'm like, I'm just not quite sure what their goal is. Uh, I guess meaning from like in my mind, it's somewhere from like eight to ten under would would probably be a, a, a nice winning score, but I'm not sure if they feel similarly or or not. So uh we'll be keen to see how that Cody, plays out. I'm thinking ahead. 2025 in Frisco in late June is going to be it's bad. Like the surface of the sun. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> real real bad. Uh I joked about it uh earlier in a team call but like the real feel is like 110 degrees here today. And it's it's Oof. it's as toasty as you can possibly be. You know what I what I think the biggest difference from last year to this year and thinking about Baltistral is that the one good thing that this Tillinghast design provides is that Every entry point into the green is is basically free. You can play the ball on the ground. You can you can chase long irons, hybrids up on the green, at least get them to the front. There's not steep runoffs on all sides. Uh, majority of the greens pitch, of course, from back to front. Uh, and the bunker work there is phenomenal. And I think what Gil and Jim really focused on the majority of the time are the rust 
during the restoration is putting the green pads back in the original Tillinghast position because the Oven Doctor Jones and his son have gone in there and and diddled and dangled and and changed everything up where you had massive flash faces. You had, you know, the green pads themselves were elevated three, four feet at times. And greens just kind of shifted and, and of course, got tighter and tighter and tighter. So they pushed the green, the putting surfaces back out. That's the biggest thing that you're going to see from the last time we saw Mr. Jay Walker uh, when the, when his event there, but it's going to be fun. I don't think that they can lose it. I, I know, I mean, the fairways are wide, but they're not like obnoxiously wide. The rough is thick, even low, even though it's like not crazy tall at any point. It's just the blades are big. I don't know if you remember that, but it's like the heaviest blade <laughs> I ever tried to like hit a ball through. And except it, it felt like the ball just settled down to the bottom of it every time. Thick ass grass for talking. It was. About, it was Wait till Marco well, Simone, yeah. guys. Oh my I think God. this course provides some really, really cool uh aerial shots that i hope show up on tv we're probably not going to see it specifically what i what i'm thinking of is like the this beautiful crossing bunker on 17 you kind of have the same one on hole number two where it gives you you know it's a true risk reward it gives you options off the tee specifically on two to where you can hit a wood or try to hit driver up there and it, and it runs pretty much straight downhill uh, uh once you get over this crossing bunker um and like it'll put you right up next to the green, but it's such an awkward tee shot. Uh, it's cool the way that the property sets up. Kind of you you work away from the main clubhouse, kind of up to the high point of the property, and then you like pretty quickly come downhill on the the par four third. It's just a it's a beautiful spot. The greens are going to be quick. It, it's bent season, but this is where the LPGA Tour has been the last month. I mean, they're all very comfortable playing New Jersey big ballpark golf. I think you can say that like, if you want to look for the the best women, you know, the best players in the women's game right now competing at the highest level, like they're all in prime form, whether you're talking about, you know, Jin Young Ko, uh, Rose, obviously making her professional major debut, Ashley Buhai, who's been like beating up New Jersey, you know, it's just going to be awesome, awesome to see. And then you sprinkle in like Leona finally coming through and, and getting another victory uh, last week out in Grand Rapids, her showing up, firing on all cylinders. It's, it's going to be great. And they're all eating good because Marina Alex has given them uh, yeah, the local, local restaurant girl. recommendations. <laughs> you know, like, hey, eat at this Italian restaurant. It's great. And don't skip our ice cream shop, Big. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I wish I remember the name of that place. Do you? No, I can, I can it look was, it up, though. Yeah, it's just that little town that was that was nearby. Yeah, I, I think you know it is it is New Jersey season on the LPGA. They've been beating up the state. I, I think New Jersey is kind of the unofficial home of women's golf. Certainly this year, they went, <laughs> they went from uh, the the Cognizant Founders Cup in early May, second week of May, um, took a, uh, a hiatus out to Vegas to play the match play, came back. Played Liberty National in New Jersey, followed that up with the ShopRite Classic in Galloway, New Jersey, uh, and are now back for Baltusrol this week. So I think the last big news was obviously Rose Zhang winning her pro debut. That happened at the Mizuho Americas Open at Liberty National. 
Since then, uh, Cody, you said Ashley Buhai won her second LPGA event of her career. That was the ShopRite uh, Classic, also in New Jersey. And then last week, Leona McGuire, Sunday charge to win by two up uh, outside Grand Rapids at the at the Meyer LPGA. So those are your, your most recent winners. Guys, I don't know if you've had a chance to browse the CME year-long race to CME global standings, but um, I think the things that jump out to me, you have Jin Young Ko atop the, the standings, followed by Lilia Vu. Those two are the only women to win multiple LPGA events thus far this season. Um, I think Nellie Korda being fifth, like this doesn't even seem like a down year. She's had a little bit of the injury stuff. You know, she didn't particularly play well Sunday at Chevron. And here she is, like fifth. She's had six top tens and eight starts. Like it's like her C I, game. Yeah. Her floor. Yeah. That's where I'm like, a part of me is like, it just keeps waiting for her to kind of click and find that A game. And then you know, the other part of me is like, okay, when are we going to get it? Like, you are so good. It's like, I, we need to be winning a lot more. And I know that's not necessarily fair, but I just keep waiting for that. What, um, uh, so we last did LPGA, full LPGA pod prior to match play, right? Correct. Okay. Who won, who, you won the LPGA match play bracket challenge that we did, right? Right, Randy? I, I think TC, I do a lot better job planning than I do tracking. Uh, Which I did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just, just going back to like where we've been over the last say month uh, prior, like I thought shadow Creek was awesome. Like, I enjoyed watching it on TV. I was, I thought it was pretty pitiful. Like the, the lack of coverage there was for some of them. Uh, there were sure. some truly great matches out there, but the green firmness was fascinating watching the ladies like go beyond the pin on that one hole and then kind of, I'm not sure if that was 18 or 17 and then kind of, you know, puttered off the green repeatedly. Like it was, it was truly like a tough setup. It was like fascinating golf to watch. That was 18. Yeah. Yeah. That, that pin that they could not keep it on the green 17. If you remember is that like funky little part three that gives everybody fits. It was it was great viewing. I thought it was an awesome tournament. Um, I don't know, like it was it was a really compelling final sixteen down to final eight. Like loved watching that. I didn't watch much of the shop right last week, but the Cognizant Founders Cup as well. Like that was one of the better leaderboards in men's or women's golf that I've seen over the last couple of years. Like just hitters only. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, the match play, we just got the wrong final. If, if you yeah. remember, it was Leona McGuire and Lynn Grant were, were in separate semifinals matches, and they both lost. I, I think a Leona-Lynn Grant final would have been absolutely delicious. Uh, we did not get it. But Leona's been playing really well, which I think is a great thing for, for the LPGA. She just won her second title as well last week. I think she's somebody that we have to consider this week as well and anything else cody what anything else jump out to you about just like where we are in the lpga season you mentioned kind of nelly's lack of winning because it's it's certainly i mean she's showing up she's showing up to play uh she's been battling injury of course her her lower back this is the the second time that she's cook has taken a little hiatus because of the lower back but 
I think she's doing what we wish that we would see some of the men's players that we follow and cheer on week in, week out, and that she made a massive change, changed up swing coaches. She's now with a guy named Jason Bell. He's the director of instructions at Jupiter Hills in Florida. Uh, he also, uh, TC will know this because he is a swing coach for TC's favorite uh, four aces player, Peter Uline. So that's the, the other, the everybody knows the aces, but you know, I like it. Nelly is w- probably one of the best, you know, she, she rightfully so. I will say this is that she, uh, for potential wise, is the best female golfer in the world. And the wins just aren't there right now. And to have everything else clicking and for her to just be like, you know what? The wins aren't here. I need to change something and to actually do it when most people wouldn't. They would just continue to ride it out and tinker and try to change something else. I think it shows a ton. I think it shows where she's at with her game currently, where she's at with her mental game or physical game and ultimately being like, you know what, what we're doing right now isn't quite getting me right there, even though she is like at the top one of the one of the 1% and decides to change it up like that, man, I think that she's going to have like a huge week, especially coming off a good three weeks rest here. Yeah. So you, you haven't been on as many of the LPGA podcasts as myself, Cody and Tron. So I, I'm really curious your perspective because I haven't really had a chance to to talk to you much, but who who today like gets you the most excited? Who who do you love to watch the most? Well, I mean, I think we we're you know, we're getting twenty seven minutes into this and we we've have we mentioned the name Rosang yet and that we have a like truly I, I I'm all aboard this this the possibility of hype right now, right? I'm I'm like hesitant as a member of the media to over hyper right now, a little bit hesitant, but at the same time, watching that first event, the Mizuho, her first like start, felt a little bit to me like what I don't remember watching Tiger Woods's first start, but I uh, remember those early days of like what is Tiger doing right now and and tracking that and following that and. It feels like we could potentially have that happen in the women's game here very shortly with Rose. I mean, the talent is truly astronomical. It is she's won nine of the eleven events she's played this year. Like, and one of them is the professional event that she's played. It's astonishing. Like, I am that excited to watch her. Like, she said that today, I think, or yesterday, that a goal of hers is to make the cut. Guys, I'd be, I'd be honestly stunned if she's not in the top ten at the end of all of this. Like, I think she is that level of talent and uh, the results match it. And she might just be a, being a little bit modest in all of it. If she puts better than she did at the event, she won. Uh, I think she can win this thing. I truly do think she's a contender for it. I made a little DraftKings play on her to win this one. Cause it feels like there's a, there's a good chance like we never see her at 20 to one ever again to win a major. And 20 is not crazy young in the women's game. Brooke Henderson, what won a major when she was what 17 or, uh, Younger than that, I don't know. I don't. I forget how young she was when she won her first major. Morgan Pressel won one crazy early on. That's not crazy to think. It's not like a twenty-year-old winning a major on the men's side, which I don't think we're going to see happen. Because uh, a lot of things like twenty-four. Uh, you're then, you're um, such a bad so, guy. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. But like Rose has it has been this talent. We just haven't seen her in the pro game yet, and I think this is like could quietly happen really, really, really quickly for her. So I. She is that exciting to watch. Randy, can me. T- yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I got some thing. I got some players. I'm burning on a little bit here. Hold on, let me talk about Rosen because you're you're about okay. to go down this <laughs> this leaderboard. And we're not there yet. I agree with you 100. percent And I think the height train is very very real. And the, what I 
I don't know if you want to take this as a good thing or a bad thing on the women's game, but outside of going to different golf courses and utilizing what that golf course provides and some additional setup things that we'll see this week, it's the same distance basically that, that they play. This is going to be the same distance that she played at Liberty yeah. national. Everybody wants to talk about how Rose doesn't hit the ball that far. She really, she, she's above average length. Um, she cleans up a little bit with her putter. Like, She's lights out. She wins so much. I don't think that, you know, she's played in the biggest events that you could possibly play in uh, and won them on the amateur side. She's played in multiple majors before. She's very, very used to this. Uh, She understands and like could be like one of the best uh, mental approaches that that like we're going to see in professional sports, period. Doesn't matter if it's men's, women's golf or any other sport like she is very well prepared for this, and she'll continue to downplay what her expectations are for this week. But I'm right there with you, Solly. I, I just I hate vocalizing that because I also think about it and like I can only imagine, and I don't think that she really feels like this. And I know that there's a like this is not a a mental uh, podcast, or we're definitely not doctors of how the the brain and the mind compute stuff, but like. I just hope that she doesn't have all of this stuff thrown on her and there's adverse and secondary and, and, you know, tertiary effects of all this because she really is that good. Um, and I don't know. I just, I just am so afraid of getting caught with my hand in that cookie jar because I eventually it's going to happen. Uh, she's going to have a bad performance, which should be expected. And I hope the world like doesn't just start beating up everybody because of that. So, my thoughts on Rose, I struggle a little bit with physically, I don't think any of her physical golf skills are relative to the other world-class players. Like she, she's, she's not coming out onto tour and revolutionizing the women's game. Um, it's not a do- it's not no. like one dominant no. ability. It's not Michelle Wee with driving prowess. It's not Nelly. Which to me even is even she's a master of consistency. Parts. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which which I just wonder, and we're all going to find out together. I I don't know, but it's like, how much winning can you do that way? I mean, I I know she will win a decent amount. I just don't know if it's going to be world-class generational type player is she gonna pick off majors I, that's what i i literally have no idea about i never thought she would win her pro debut like i was so i i've just been wrong the, the whole time um but cody it is interesting you say the mental game because that's probably her greatest relative strength if i had to guess is is just in the way she approaches and thinks about golf and so it's going to be fascinating to see kind of how much that propels her with a skill set that's not that much different than, you know, Anelli Corda or pick any of the other top players. I'd say like the master of consistency because she's not going to have a train wreck. Like when she's up on leaderboard and she keeps this climbing and climbing and climbing, people are going to like, they should know this already, but they will quickly realize that like, that that rare double or big mistake is not going to happen from her. Yeah, I, 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 a comp I can make here, Randy, in terms of 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 style of play a little bit. I think maybe you know maybe more heavily emphasizing the short game with who the example I'm about to give. But 
All of this happened for one person before uh, she turned 20 years old. Uh, won the 2012 women, uh, Canadian Women's Open, won the 2013 Canadian Women's Open, won the 2014 Swinging Skirts, won the 2014 Marathon Classic, 2014 CME Group Tour Championship, 2015 Honda Women's Australian Open, 2015 Swinging Skirts, 2015 Canadian Pacific Women's Open, 2015 Evian, 2015 Fubon LPGA Taiwan Championship, 2016 Kate Classic, 2016 <laughs> A&A Inspiration, 2016 Walmart uh, Northwest Arkansas Championship, 2016 Marathon Classic. And that was Lydia Ko all before she turned 20 years old, um, which like again, like puts into, into, into perspective here. Like at this age, Lydia had, uh, that was uh, 14 wins that I counted off there as, as Rose has won at the same age, but it can be done at this level uh, without having like a dominant driver, dominant. Randy was trying skill, to temper you know? expectations and you just, just, uh, <laughs> you know what, Cody, I will push back a little bit on the, the, she's not going to blow up. Because we saw her at Augusta National. <laughs> She's got some tendencies, like, man. Well, what what happened at the end? Well, the first the, the last time she won, but the first time a couple of years ago she didn't. That was just know. one. Uh, that was a horrible round from the get go. She was off that Saturday morning from from the jump. I think she has learned, and she said this multiple times. More from that single day in her her golfing career than any others. Randy, I'm with you in that, you know, it may not be spectacular, right? It may just be like the consistency is is the thing. And and that sometimes doesn't shine through. But I do think like going back to her college record, even of, you know, I know college golf and pro golf are radically different, but the level at which she was winning and dominating, that translates, right? Like that's like teeing it up against your peers regardless of what course you're at or, you know, who's in the field and winning, like that's a skill, right? It's, it's, you know, that's expectations. That's, that's you versus yourself a little bit. And I think there's, there's something there. I mean, if you go out and play the Jack's beach Thursday game and win it eight out of 10 <laughs> times, like, I don't care who the fuck you're playing. It's that's incredible. Like that's incredible. And to go out and beat like that many good uh, women's college golfers as a sophomore, that consistently eight out of 10 times, are you serious? That's insane. Well, let me ask you this, because Cody, you you just said Nelly Nelly's potential is like the the greatest in women's golf, and here we are talking about Rose as you know potentially dominating. Like, do we have the right? Like, is Nelly the, the best American women, uh female golfer? Nelly's been out there how many years now? Like, currently, are is it her or is it Lilia? No, I, I, I love Lily. I love Lily's game, but I'd still say that that Nelly is a rung above that. And and they're you know, but part of that also is like results, right? They speak for themselves. They're not there right We've now. Got eight. I seasons, think that's why I, eight seasons of Nelly with eight or or sorry, six seasons of Nelly with eight wins. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it's one of those things too, where just like the you, like I think everybody can see the potential that's there. And you're just like, wow, it's kind of the same thing that I think of when I uh, like we see the run that Scotty's on right now. Like, geez, like what, what, you know, for a guy like he should have like he could could easily have five majors by now. And you're like, what, what, what's missing? What is here? And maybe that's why I'm so optimistic and hopeful for this, like the swing instructor change. But also I say that because I don't want to be the guy that's putting all of this on Rose. Like, I think it's phenomenal that she won in her professional debut. But, man, 
It's a lot. And it, it's and it's gonna come. And I can't wait for one of these other women that plays week in, week out on the like LPGA tour, like a Jin Young Ho or, or or even like Lydia to just be like, no, this is how we play professional golf. And just like go out and just whoop that ass. <laughs> Cause I do wonder, you know, somebody like a Titicum is the for same sure. age as Rose, right? You you stick her in a college environment the last two years. I bet she has it can be fascinating to see how yeah. it translates. That's the yeah. thing for me is like it, 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 it's weird to be this level headed about it. And like, we, at the same time say like, we could, this could be the tiger woods of women's golf yet at the same time, like we, we're not positive. It's going to translate, but that's what makes it so intriguing to me is, is, uh, uh I, I don't know. It, it's, it's fascinating to see how this is all going to work out and how she handles all the attention that's going to come with it. I think she's gonna be a top five machine. I don't know if she's going to win like, a prolific, prolific amount, but I think she is going to have a shitload of high finishes. Yeah. Which is kind of, she reminds me of like a Jin Young Ko where everybody just says like, she's just really freaking good at everything. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Fina. <laughs> <laughs> I will say too that, uh, you know, Jin Young Ko is tied right now for the most weeks as world number one. And that's a pretty phenomenal feat. She makes it through this week. Uh, she will surpass my all-time favorite women's golfer of all time, Lorena Ochoa, from taking that uh, that title. From yeah, Jin Young Ko's back. I mean, yep. won a big-time event at the Founders' Cup on a good golf course in uh, early May. And, yeah, she's back. She's number one in the number one in the race to the CME. Not only is back, but that, that victory at the Founders' Cup was, was sick. I mean, the playoff, her and Minji, like, she completely hunted her down. She ripped it away from her. You know, we, we talked about Rose victory a lot. We didn't really talk about the playoff and kind of that, how that whole thing played out. Uh, kind of sloppy, I would say, but ultimately got the job done. I would just say on, on Jin Young, like, I think she's playing very, very good golf, but back for Jin Young Co. Like, she, I think she won, what, five of nine starts in 2021 at one point. And, like, back for her is like absolutely sprinting through the finish line in, in, a, in a different level of play that it's it's she's on the radar but i don't know if i don't know if, she, if you can ever get back to a run like she was on in 2021 that was that was truly absurd it sprinted through the playoffs i think she hit like 63 straight greens or something like that in the wow. uh in the tour championship i mean it she's got a, another gear that she can go to i don't know if she'll get there or not but there's there's been a there's been even a higher hype level when it comes to her jin young Ko, just to give you a sense of like <laughs> her career and i guess sort of the pressure I'm putting on Rose. Jin Young Ko has 94 starts on the LPGA Tour uh, in, in her career, has made 88 uh, cuts, but has 51 top 10s in 94 starts. So she's top <laughs> 10 in around, what, just shy of like 55% of the time, which is just, it's incredible. And then finishes top three, she's got 25 top three finishes in in less than 100 starts. So it's it's pretty incredible stuff. TC, you said you were burning on some players. Would love to go there. Yeah, just some some things. I'm keen to see if like Lilia Vu can, can you know, she kind of cooled off a little bit there. Let's, let's see if she can pop back up. Brooke Henderson, she won the season opening event, hasn't done anything since. Like mired in the 30th, 40th place kind of time frames like we were saying kind of before the year in our in our preview can she be more consistent the answer so far is no um 
Let's see what else we got. Georgia Hall, can she kind of heat back up? She she took some time off there. She she went home. Now she's you know kind of can she heat back up? I want to see if Ataya can can win. She has seven top tens this year. It's she's nuts in nine starts. Yeah, yeah, but she but she hasn't won this right. year. Now now I know the Thai ladies vanquished everyone. Uh, it was it was an impressive performance out at Harding Park in the International Crown. But, you know, can she, uh, you know, do it as an individual? And really, really good pairing this week. Nellie Korda, Jin Young Ko, and uh, Lydia Ko all, uh, all paired together. That's, that's serious. Um, I want to see if Minji Lee can, can you know, she's, she's not in the, gosh, she's not in the top 10. She, she's 29th in the race to the CME. She wasn't playing well until the Founders Cup. And... That's one that she's always played well on. And I think going back to Congressional last year, uh, Baltusrol this year, she absolutely is somebody that, you know, deservedly is among the favorites. I am so keen to see Lynn Grant. I think this could be Lynn Grant's breakout week of, hey, hello world. Like everybody stop talking about Rose. I'm here now kind of thing. Um, she didn't like she, she she didn't get off to a great start at the Scandinavian mixed event, but kind of finished strong there. Uh, so keen to see that. Can Leona keep things going? She's got five top tens this year, but the person that I'm most excited to see if, if she can keep the momentum going this week and into Pebble, I don't think Pebble's necessarily a great fit, but this week should be Angel Yin. Her resurgence has been awesome to see. That's a great name to bring up because I was just getting ready to ask. Like the KPMG Women's PGA in recent years has favored bombers. Like it has favored bigger hitters. Like these, the, they're playing some tough yardages. The scores have not been crazy low. Um, that jumped off. That was the first thing I I saw when I walked around Atlanta Athletic Club two years ago, and that's the one Nelly ended up winning. Um, NG Chun, I wouldn't classify her as a bomber, but like congressional was favorite. It, it was, it was nice to hit it long. But, and she just, she had the blackout there, round of all blackout rounds yeah. that, that Thursday last year, Randy was laughing <laughs> at the club pros that couldn't reach the greens of the par fours last year at congressional. Uh, and so I, again, we don't know exactly how it's going to be set up, but that TC, that's a really intriguing name, uh, for somebody we just saw in contention that probably should have won, um, the, 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 the first fake major of the year. Let me let's circle back to Lynn Grant because she was somebody I wanted to talk about. Um, she she has had a dynamite career so far on the Ladies European Tour. Um, due to COVID and and her decision around the vaccine, we just have not gotten to see her play in the United States until just last month. So I'm I'm curious, Cody. I guess I'll throw this question to you. I, I think Lynn right now is ranked 22nd in the world. Where do you think her true, if she were able to play week in and week out on the LPGA tour these last couple of years? I mean, is she a? Are, are we talking like a top five player in your opinion? Like, what should people's expectations of Lynn Grant be? Yeah, she she'll be top uh, by. Uh, I would almost say that like by the end of this year, she'll be top five uh in well she's definitely going to be top five in the rolex uh, race the cme i'd probably say there i think it uh, we're putting a ton of stress um on her for you know only a couple starts since come being able to travel back over to america uh she's going to start picking up points she's so consistent and once she finally settles in and like has a good base operations going on like she truly is i mean she's a top five women's player in the world right now 
I understand that you can you can compare uh, let events versus everything else, but I mean the the other the LPGA events that she's been able to play in overseas, like she's performed, and a win is going to come in very short time. Like she's she's really 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 damn good. Now I'm expecting Sally to say something about manipulation and you know how do the Rolex rankings really work? Are they overstating let wins? Da 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 da. Sally, the floor is yours. TC, I was just getting ready to say that I'm really excited about the KPMG Performance Insight website, uh, KPMGPerformanceInsights.com. Um, which gives us strokes gain data in one place for the women. Now, look, individual categories are still up to a uh, caddy interpretation of distances and input and tracking and all that stuff that I think there's a fair amount of noise in those to, to say, like, I don't know if you could point to this, the, the mathematical certainty of, of some of those components, but overall strokes gain total number is going to come out of what a, what score you put up compared to the field. And that's, you can calculate that all over professional golf and, to finally have a little bit of data in one place to, to start to gather on some of these late, like I've struggled to place Lynn Grant because how do you compare them to? Because you don't trust the eye test. You, you, you need data. You need the data lake for you, right? Well, you guys are going to look silly if she doesn't end up like a top five player, right? That's, like we don't know the that fun for part, sure. Though, is going on a limb without the data and saying, you know what? I'm calling this right now. And then, but you don't accept any responsibility <laughs> when they're wrong. That's the problem That's the that we all part. have with all of this. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm excited to see. I, I I really it's good to look up and just see exactly uh, what what the scores are telling us. You guys think you guys think the data is is something that is way fancier than it is. It's just a it's a presentation of how people are scoring at events. The the stats that count in terms of what gets written on your card, and that's that's what matters the most. I I don't even need it. You know what? It's nice. It's a nice to have. It's a tool in the toolbox. My eyes are, are another tool in the toolbox. My ears are another tool in the toolbox. <laughs> you know, I know, I know you're picking up what I'm putting down, Randy. I, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. So, Solly, I, I admittedly, I, I, this is my fault. I just haven't learned as much about strokes gained as I should have. But would you say, because I know with the KPMG stuff, like when when you look at putting, for instance, that that data is not as reliable as what we see on the PGA Tour because every week on the PGA Tour they are using ShotLink, which is radar technology, whereas the the women were relying on caddies to kind of like, oh yeah, that's an eight foot putt, you know. Or, but if we just look at shots gained total, that's a that's a you know that's just their 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 total score. So that. Is that where I can at least have comfort in the numbers? Correct. That's that's how I'm looking at it, right? So Jin Young Ko leads right now for the year at 2.23 shots gained, which just that just means simply like per round, that's what she gains on the field or like an average player, essentially, right? So that adds up over the course of, you know, four rounds. That is what that's nine shots. So on average in a tournament, she beats the field by nine shots, which is really, really, really good. Um, and then it goes, uh, Nelly Corder would be second. Uh, Atia Titakun is, is third. HJ Kim is fourth. Georgia Hall, Lilia Vu, Ashley Bu, uh, Buhai. It, it's, it's a little noise in here because I don't know what the sample sizes are and all that, but like, uh, like Rose has three, like a stru- She'd be number one if she'd had enough rounds played, obviously, because she won the one event that she has mm-hmm. played. So, um, it's just good to, it's good to kind of see that and just see like, 
you know, who's, who's playing good, consistent golf, right? We can, we can draw ourselves to the peak weeks. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what gets rewarded in pro golf on the men's and women's side is like, if, did you win the trophy or did you not? But you know, if you win the trophy and you play a bunch of shitty golf afterwards, like that's going to show up in your strokes game. That's where we can, that's where we can agree because it's like, I feel like when I, when I analyze the women's game, it's much more about a winning week or a top five versus like, how'd you play in that top 20 week? And, and like, how are you trending and what does the underlying stuff say? So yeah, you and I, there we go. Shake hands. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come down. You want to come down the street and shake your hand right now? Yeah. TC, what's, what, what do you expect from Lynn Grant to tie a bow there? What, what's a good week for her? I think a good week's like a top five, man. Like she's a good driver of the golf ball. She's long. She's, you know, like she's, she's an all around player. And I think it's one of those things. It's like, you know, she's had the last, you know, I, and I know she went to, uh, you know, back to Sweden for the mixed, but it's like, let's, let's see it, man. Like you've, you've had some time to get under, you know, your feet under you on the LPGA tour, play stateside a little bit, um, played really, really well out in the desert, out in Las Vegas and, you know, let's get it now. So, um, you know, I would expect it may not be this week, but I would expect over the next, you know, six to eight weeks that she's going to, she's going to assert her dominance. Cause I, I think that's the other thing. Like she's, she seems kind of cocky and she seems kind of like, Hey, I'm going to take your lunch money kind of thing, which is sick. And she's already spotted the field two shots. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this, this KPMG uh, portal, maybe three boosters. Yeah. <laughs> this KPMG portal, they do have 2022 data as well. And just going to shots gain total Lydia Co who had a fantastic end of the 2022 season. She was number one at uh, 2.43 shots gained total. And then Lynn Grant, granted, it was only 22 rounds of LPGA competition, but she was second at 2.08. Solly, what what more do you need to hear? She's a predator, man. Well, she doesn't meet the minimum sample size here. That's what she doesn't, uh, you know, that's what what doesn't count. I would be really remiss if I didn't, uh, if I didn't shout out Ayaka, Furuway, because she has been Furuway. a paragon. Furuway. I can't do it like Grant Boone does. He's a, such a menace. Consistency. <laughs> Second at the match play, T4 at Liberty National, 14 at ShopRite, and then uh, T13 in Michigan last weekend. Like she's been, she's number, I think she's third overall. Like she had a, she had a T4 out at the, uh, out at LA. She had a third at, at the drive on out in Arizona. Like, She's had probably the like most consistent year of anyone so far. Yeah, that's that's a great shout out. The other one I was gonna say briefly mentioned before, but somebody like HJ Kim uh, is just she's just always around the top ten, and somebody like her could win this week. And I think to a lot of casual people, it'd seem very random and like who is that? But like tons and tons of game there uh, would would not be any type of fluke winner uh, has won an Evian way back in 2014. So there are people like that. I think food away is, is another example of like, there are women playing very well who haven't necessarily picked off uh, many wins to date, but um, certainly are having excellent seasons. You know, what we need to do 
We need to get uh, Grant Boone to uh, like give us like pronunciations for a lot of these players and have that on our soundboard of like uh, all the all the sounds we use. Like uh, he's he's just a menace at a lot of these pronunciations that are really hard to do justice to. I know he's listening. Hello, Grant. One person I want to shout out for not the right reasons. I wish she was playing better, and we we were hopeful after after the the uh, LA Open at Wilshire is Patty Tabatanigan. She's yeah. been she's coming off of three missed cuts in a row, sixty fourth at uh, the other LA event. It just yeah, just not you know we're kind of all right. She's she's coming out of this, and you know it seems like it still strikes and gutters for her. Are, are, Tron, are you are, are you yeah, are you Cody? asking Cody for an apology by chance? What I was looking for uh, pronunciations because <laughs> I have them. The LPGA Tour does provide us uh, some audio pronunciations of names. So oh, there's audio. Yes, really. But like Grant will get in the sure. native tongue. Like it's not like the yeah. English, like the American English version of. of I want to click it. on one because I don't know who actually did the voiceovers. But do you guys have a name that you want me to uh, pull up? Um, I can't. Like if I actually said the name, how about how about Pajari? Yeah, she won. She won the match play. Okay, I'll come back. Continue talking. I'll get. So he doesn't he doesn't want to apologize for no, Patty T. Doesn't okay. doesn't want that's, that's to. Totally no um, Big question for you. What yeah. um what's up with Austin Ernst? I see her in the field this week. Is she retiring after the year? She 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 is. She she had a okay. few more starts. She has accepted a an assistant coaching position. I want to say Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah, which I'm sorry that she has to go to uh to go there hopefully she doesn't get indoctrinated in the cult but radicalized yeah i think she had a few more starts this year before school starts in the fall and she was like i i'm just gonna play but she's really battled a lot of injuries and yeah. unfortunately it seems like i i get it right you know going the coaching route it, it just gives you more stability in life and especially with with some of those chronic debilitating injuries they gave her a great pairing this week. She's with Leona and Hinako Shibuno uh, in, a, in, a, in a group there. And then the Hujo Kim, Lucy Lee, Celine Boutier, like group is also a good one. Like there's all sorts of people reach out and they're like, hey, I'm, I'm bringing my daughter. Or I'm bringing my, my eight-year-old son out. Like who should I follow? And like, you know, so just I'm going to point him to the podcast and like trying to shout out a few pairings here that are that are of note. Yeah, yeah. Um, These are fantastic events to attend in person. Yes. If you like, if you're like listening to this part of it, event. you can see whatever the hell you want. The players are so generous with the, the kids, especially around the putting greens and around the range, signing and smiling and taking photos and just being available. It's it's they're fantastic. There's also like some like that's one thing about Baltusrol. I think will be there's some really good viewing spots. Like there's a short par four kind of up the hill. Very nearby the par three over the water. Um, it's kind of towards that end stretch. And then those two par fives back to back. Like there's it's pretty compact. Like the the holes that probably like provide the best viewing experience are all pretty nearby the clubhouse and are very nearby one another. So that'll be the uh number four, that par three over water. Yeah. Uh all the members were furious because Gil took out a bunch of flowers that used to be behind it. Uh, it's the only point of contention, mm. but let's see how this uh, this plays here, gentlemen. Pajari Ananarukarn. Pajari 
Anana Rukarn. You guys got that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like, it's not as fun without without Grant saying. I think I'm going to send a list and just have Grant, please send me some voicemails or voice memos over of of these names. (laughs) Uh, Guys, we got to talk about somebody who is not playing well besides Patty Tavitanikit. And that's Lexi Thompson. And I just have found it fascinating. Let me, let me, I, I did some digging, if you'll allow me. From KPMG week of 2021 until KPMG week of 2022, Lexi Thompson had the following stats. Of course, she did not win. Uh, she is her LPGA winless drought is incredible, but she was playing excellent golf. So from that 2021 to 2022 uh, KPMG week, she had nine top tens in LPGA events, including three runner-ups, and she did not miss a cut. Now we turn the calendar forward. Let's go from uh, the week after the 2022 KPMG until present. She has one top 10 finish. That was last fall at the Pelican. She has six missed cuts. Um, She... She did finish tied for third at the the Saudi International this February, which is by far and away her best result uh, of this year. And right now she is 143rd on the race to the CME uh, standings for 2023. And what's even crazier is like, I feel like we haven't, like if if this were on the men's side and truly like one of the most marketable recognizable golfers it's american golfers yeah it, it would be like i feel like this should be one of the biggest stories of women's golf is like what has happened to lexi thompson and i don't know i don't have an answer i, I set this all up and like i don't know the answer to this it's usually health right i mean i don't know enough about this situation but there has to be some health considerations here four starts this year right or starts on the on the LPGA, a, a handful with the Aramco and the Saudi stuff on the LET. Yeah, Solly. I mean, that's where my mind goes too. Is whether it's been publicized or not. There, there. I would hope there is some type of injury, but I, I, I don't know. I, I guess this is like part of the frustration, and it's a little weird because we're like speaking as part of the media, but. It's just like, man, I would love to hear more about this. And I also recognize like Lexi and her camp are like not the easiest. Like they're not the most forthcoming. They, they don't love to do a lot of stuff. So it, it's just tough. But it's like this is that it's a huge story. You know, she, she had a chance to win last year's KPMG kind of faltered, collapsed down the stretch, uh, which is been a theme and i feel like we're we're coming into this year's event and it's like she's for sure the forgotten woman so it it just i I, i'm hoping somebody can do some digging it's i agree well it looks like just a quick i mean she had wrist injuries back at the chevron it looks like from hitting too many golf balls is what it what it sounds like and i don't really i i can't say enough i don't know how that's progressed since then but um again if you if you see wrist injury is one that's a obviously very critical and for a golfer if you see injury plus this m- amount of starts and these kind of results like that is definitely still lingering it has to be she's like 60 to one this if week. you told me like that lexi thompson has wrist injuries that'd be the least surprising thing on the i can't planet, believe it's taken this right? long yeah and like it's you know like her camp's obviously like the worst like her agent and you know they don't like 
don't let her talk even when she's playing well. I, I don't know. I, I struggle to analyze Lexi because I come off feeling like a bully when it's like, hey, I'm just trying to treat her as I would any of the men's guys, right? Of like, you know, this is this is how I feel about so-and-so, you know, on the men's side, right? But it's... it's is she the can't lay of the LPGA tour to you? Yeah. I mean, but she, I think she, she has more skin in the game though. Like I do respect the fact that she seems to like really like do good things for the tour. Like she goes to pro-am parties. She, she plays the game. Um, yeah. And she actually like does bring in viewers and she's like probably the most, you know, if, if not the most marketable star, one of the top three out there. Whereas like nobody's turning up at a PGA tour event to watch Patrick Cantlay, like nobody. And he's demanding a certain slice of the pie. Right. So I don't begrudge Lexi. Like she's, she's definitely a draw. And, you know, I just personally speaking, I just don't like watching her play golf. I agree with what you're saying there, big. Uh, I wish there was more that we, we could hear from her. Uh, and maybe that's on us. Maybe we'll, you know, we kind of expect what the answer to be, but I think it would be a fascinating discussion uh, my my fear there is we clearly know that there's a, a history and probably some ongoing injury stuff as Solly brought up, um, but she also is tends to be of the the weak minded, uh, and that's a difficult thing to work through. And basically, the only news that we ever get from Lexi either is from a post round presser or from whatever she's putting up on Instagram. And there's been a lot of blackout you know, weeks on months on Instagram. And then all of a sudden a random sponsored post will come up. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, hopefully she's feeling better again and she's back to posting pictures and videos in the gym or whatever else. But uh, it's a, it's just been a bunch of really bad golf. And it, it sucks to say because she's, man, she is the most marketable person in the LPGA, specifically in North America. Uh, and you just wish that her game, you know, was around all the time to kind of match that up. The Ricky comp oh, spot on. If if there is a, a mix between Ricky and Cantley, uh, it's Lexi. And I, I don't know what you do. Thank you for shouting out the troops there, though, TC. Uh, <laughs> to your question of like who's the who's the Cantley on the LPGA tour? To me, it's it's Jennifer Cupcho. Speaking <laughs> of J- Jennifer Cupcho, I know TC hates. Hates to hear this, but man, she is rounding I'm into worried. Form. She's going to win this week. She <laughs> is. Uh, I know we're not there yet, but she is, is uh, she's going to be on my list, man. She's playing some good golf kind of shit the bed last week in, in Michigan. Uh, but dude, she's completely turned it on post uh, match play. Can I challenge you a little on cup show TC? Sure. I feel like she's like, I feel like she's just barely on the wrong side of the of the spectrum in terms of like likability and presence. Barely, like, there's not a whole, there's not a whole lot to hate about the situation. I don't think, and I feel like there's <laughs> you know there's not a lot of LPGA players that drive a certain level of hate. She and you have taken her from like just barely on the wrong side of it to a, an astronomical oh. level. I know. I know just maybe because she's married to Jay Monahan that you have an issue with it, but uh, I, I don't feel like she quite deserves the oh, level of hate you're willing oh, to lock I, her. Like, <laughs> I am taken you, away, man. You got TC all riled you, up now. Can you explain why beyond like, I don't know, man. It's like her vibe. I don't, yeah, like, I don't like watching stuck. her play. She seems miserable on the course. Talk to any of her peers about her, and they're like, oh, like talk to even like college teammates. They're like, oh, yeah, like she's, she's absolutely like 
like just doesn't give people the time of day. She's bad to tour officials. It's, it's not good, man. It's not good. Again, all this is alleged. Um, you know, she's never wronged me, but, but like, I just like, I don't derive joy from watching Jennifer Cupcho play golf. Right. And like, I like to watch her at the Solheim. I, I think awesome her, at, Solheim, you know, if she would have beat Rose, it would have been the worst thing that could have happened to golf since, you know, potentially <laughs> Scotty, Scotty Scheffler winning, yeah. winning the masters <laughs> this year. TC is prejudiced to any uh, female player who came out of the wake program. It doesn't matter who it is. He just has That's a true. thing for this. Yeah. TC is a little anti-wake. I think so. I mean, who else came out of the women's program with wake? Well, I'll say this. What do you think of uh, Migliacci? Listen, I, I'm fine with I'm fine with Amelia. It's it's her mom that 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 bugs me. And now the fiance though. In the end, the fiance. Well, but yeah, and maybe I, a little bit overall, Amelia seems delightful. I, I think she, you know, again, we don't need to go there. <laughs> I thought they were, yeah, we don't need to go there, Cody. Okay, okay, you guys, you, you guys are bad guys, bad trying guys, to, trying to make no, me. We're trying villain. to help frame, we're trying to help frame your hate, right? I think we can end up at like you can slightly dislike someone and then also like really deservedly hate someone and end up at the same level. And hate. I really yeah, like I the, the wake. You know the way coach, Coach Llewellyn. She's she's great. You know, so no, no issues there. I, you know, yeah. I don't know. I'm glad, I'm glad to get some clarity there. That's the answer I was looking for. Last yeah. week, Jennifer Cup show. I brought it up, but shoots opens with 66, follows it up with three 69s in a row to shoot 15 under and gets boat raced by six uh, by Leona McGuire. I know we haven't talked about Leona. Uh, yet in this podcast but it's good to see her get another win and uh man it just gets me excited for solheim cup uh cheyenne woods is the only other like really notable wake women's player and i've not nothing against cheyenne woods whatsoever so thank you thank you thank you tc <laughs> thank you <laughs> code man i hear you on leona uh she Now's the time for her. You know, she's, and I say this all in relative to kind of women's golf and the the career span we see out there, but she's 28. Um, she She's won a couple of LPGA events here in the last couple of years, which is fantastic. But I feel like if she really wants to take that next step, I, I think she's got to parlay this into at least one major. Um, would Would love to see her really get involved on a on a weekend at a major though how do we feel about lilia vu she she won her first major at the chevron back in april i think somewhat predictably played poorly right after that um she even talked about herself uh on our podcast that we do with her just i i I think the um, the way her life changed and how much more media and attention she was getting had to have played a part in kind of predictably, uh, you miss a couple cuts after that. She's now kind of taken a break. I, I, I'm curious if you guys think like, hey, are, are we overlooking her? Is she still somebody that's like, you know, based on what she did at the Chevron, should she be the favorite? Even though, you know, I know the betting markets don't quite have her as the favorite, but uh, I kind of like the position she's coming in this week. It, it's a little under the radar, which is strange to say of the person that won the only major thus far this year. 
not it's not a major it's a designated <laughs> event so that's 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 one thing uh to big hitter and what is likely to be a big ballpark i think that also kind of fits the bill i mean both her and angel you know do we need to talk about if carlton woods is also just a hitter's delight a, a big hitter's delight maybe in a future episode but i think what worked there can i potentially I, again i haven't walked the golf course haven't been out there but uh, it feels like that's the way this event has trended and she does hit it very far. And uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to predict. Don't know exactly what happened after the Chevron, but um, I, I, I kind of, I'm with you, Randy. I, I kind of like her coming in this week. Well, maybe we should just get to the predictions then. Um, I asked all of you guys, I wanted one kind of safe prediction from everybody. I wanted a, a wild prediction from anybody. We'll, we'll definitively say who won't win and then we'll pick winners. Let's start with a safe prediction. Cody, what's what's like a prediction you feel super comfortable with, very safe? What can people look forward to this week? From a player or from the overall event, Big? It could be anything. Anything you want, Code Man. I don't I'll, want to put guardrails on you. Big, Big's going to get mad at the cock. That's <laughs> yeah. For sure. You know, it. Uh, if you want to talk about coverage, it, it is going to be a thing. Um, a weird, like, two-hour gap. I don't quite understand, but uh, we'll contracts dude of course we'll, you don't understand we'll figure it, it out uh you know jin young ko is will make multiple appearances i expect a you know very very strong performance from her and i would say like very easily top 10 i would say if not she, she clearly is like the front runner uh for this event um i think baltistral is going to be a, a firm strong test i mean these are big greens they're quick uh I'm very, very excited to see like course setup wise where they put some of these pins because there's some ridiculous spots that they can tuck them. And hopefully it shows off really, really good on TV. Well, that certainly is a safe prediction. Any, any, uh, Solly, you have one you want to share? Uh, a safe prediction, I think, is that uh, Nelly Corda is going to be around and contend. Uh, I could even venture to say a safe prediction would be that she'll win <laughs> this week. Um, but I, 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 that's that's my safety net. I think she's more talented than her major record and just overall record has shown the harder the venue, the more likelihood that she'll have a chance to showcase that talent and her ability to, to separate. And I think her being around is a very safe, safe play this week. TC Lynn Grant. Hello world. <laughs> safe, safe play. I think that's, that's uh she may not win, but she's going to be in the mix and she's going to, she'll do something distinctive and be impressive. Mine was, uh, for the record, Solly, I was thinking right along with you. I'm like, just sign me up for a Nelly top 10 right now. It's, you know, I, I don't know exactly where she'll fall in the top 10, but I'd be shocked if she was outside the top 10. How, how, about, how about a wild prediction? TC, I want, I want a wild prediction from you. This is, I've been fascinated to, to, to hear what you might come with. I, uh, I, I'm a massive homer. I was going to say Lauren Coughlin to play really well. I think this place sets up extremely well for her she's she's adopted the claw into her life which i think is bodes very well but i'm going to give you another name that i think is going to play very very well this week gabby ruffles oh god you stole mine <laughs> i think gabby <laughs> ruffles she won out in i think she won garden city at buffalo dunes earlier this year on the epson tour she's been playing really well out there uh i think it's time for gabby ruffles to take her talents to the LPGA tour and and assert herself there. She's, she's, did she sign up for the event this week? 
I, I believe she, she has did. signed yes. up. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Gabby, I do see her in the field. It should be noted here, yeah. Gabby is one of two sponsors invites for this uh, women's professional championship. Mariah Stackhouse, longtime KPMG ambassador, is the other. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I think Gabby signing up. I want to see more from her, and and place place should suit her. She should be trending nicely. She uh, just for some content. She's actually won twice on the Epson Tour this year. Uh, she has essentially already locked up her 2024 LPGA Tour card. Uh, she is a former US Am champion. Almost went back to back. Got defeated by uh, Rose Zhang. Tons of game. TC, that's exactly where my mind went. She's she's in good form. I would look for her. I mean, I was thinking kind of like top 20, I think, is is what I'm expecting. I, that's not like super wild, but I, I guess for the sake of what I asked, let, sign me up for a Gabby Ruffles top 10 this week. She's never been the same ever since I, I beat her at the Jacksonville City <laughs> Am. Um, so... Uh, I don't know if that has weighed anything, but um, that was right before the U.S. Women's Am that she should have won. And um, I, I hope you guys are right. I do. I'm it's joking. also worth noting that, that she's played in how many majors now? Three, five, six. She's played in seven majors. Uh, she's finished T15, T13, T13, T19, T25, T33. And, Jesus. and missed the cut last year in her most recent one at the U.S. Women's yeah. Am. So... Like her game translates to majors. She's really good. Yeah. yeah, she's 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 somebody that feels like as the golf gets harder, she just kind of sticks around and almost plays better. Codeman, you got a wild prediction for us this weekend? Yeah, somebody who we haven't talked a lot about results wise, had a lot of things going on. You know, I think I think we're gonna have a, an appearance by Danielle Kang. I think she gets motivated by big events. I'm not calling this a victory for her by anything. But I would love to see her back on the front page of the leaderboard. I think she shines. She's uh, you know, she's won this event in the past, and I think it's it's could be Danielle time again. I like that. Solly? Uh, I don't know if this counts as bold enough for you, big. It's already on my radar before she tees off Rosang to win this this event. I, I think that's a very serious possibility. I don't know if you would consider that bold. It's not bold. I, think uh, I think that's I, very bold. I think that's very bold. Oh, we spent 20 minutes of this podcast already talking about her. But I told you I've been wrong about everything. I'm just saying. I know. But like to win, like I, it's not like oh I expect her to like play well. Like I think she can win this week. I really do. And um, I I put a DK play on her. And I I like I said I think this is like one of the rare chances to get Rose. It might be too early for her, but it's a rare chance to get her at twenty to one to win a major. I think because it's probably not going to get uh, much shorter than that. Is that how you say it? Yes. So I don't know. That's that's my bold. That's not that bold, maybe, but person, that's, that's the my person call. that he bet on to win. He's calling that a bold play. <laughs> Twenty to one. No, I'm saying to win. To like, but it's her first major as a professional. Like that, I I don't think a lot of people are expecting her to win. Okay. I'm saying my bold prediction is that she's going to win. I will accept it. Can we just game out what happens if she does win? All of a sudden, she's two for two as a professional. She is working on like the greatest, just from. Anwa, right? Probably one of the one of the most premier women's amateur events to winning an NCAA individual title to winning a major on the like we're starting to talk about some like real historic shit here. <laughs> Imagine what the tour and the Saudis are going to announce if she wins a major. Like how much they're going to overshadow that. that we haven't talked about that. Just kind of the downstream stuff of 
the LPGA Tour from the Saudi, you know, the potential Saudi PGA Tour tie-up. I think it's actually a good thing for the LPGA Tour in that it gives them cover to, you know, it takes them off the hot seat if the Saudis were to, you know, keep going with live and let's say the tour and the Saudis don't tie up at all. Like then it puts them square, like it puts the LPGA in the hot seat and it puts them squarely in the crosshairs of like, all right, we're going to go after the LPGA and they're going to be ones on the forefront of this, you know, soaking up all the PR stuff and all that versus the tours doing, you know, the PGA tour is doing that now and the LPGA is kind of, you know, can, can kind of tread in that wake a little bit, you know? Yeah. Cody and I talked somewhat on one of those emergency. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. On the emergency one. Yeah. Okay. We, we did. But I, I, I think the big th- takeaway, Cody, correct me if I'm wrong, was from where I sit, it seems like the Saudis like at the gate threatening to start like a women's version of live pro- doesn't seem all that much of a threat anymore. And I think doubly so with the PGA kind of normalizing the PIF, it's it would seem like the LPGA now, if they so choose, can go get a ton of like a Ramco sponsorship for themselves. Like it doesn't just have to be on the ladies European tour. Now, whether that's like something they should do is a whole nother conversation. But I, I think that that seems like the biggest fallout from where I sit right now. Yeah, nothing, nothing to add. I think we talked about it a lot in that emergency secondary podcast, but I think it just opens the door to actually freely have, you know, for Molly to have freely have the conversations with Ramco. They're already the presenting sponsor of the ladies European tour. I think it would, even with the the PGA tours deal, if whatever uh, happens with the PIF now, if that does fall through, I think it's still like a completely open door for the LPGA to go negotiate and and get whatever money they want. Because uh, unfortunately there is, uh, the public views the men's game and the women's game a hell of a lot differently. And at the end of the day, like there's not going to be any like major outcry, people jumping up and down on the doorsteps of the LPGA headquarters. Like they, they, they'll get minimal, minimal blow outside of like a couple social media posts. Yeah, that's a taint. Let's let's save this for another day. Yeah, sorry, guys. sorry, uh, I yeah, didn't mean to say no, 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 it's all right. No, 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 I, it, it's interesting. I just we'll, we'll we'll keep it on the tournament, and I think that's a good topic to revisit uh, on on some lighter some lighter weeks. Who who will not win? So I, you've kind of already tipped your hand at who you think will win. So let me let me start with you. Who will not win? Oh man, um, who will not win? I am going to say uh, Leona McGuire will not win. Is that, is that 20 to one? That's, 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 she's the sixth to seventh favorite. I'm going to, that's, I think it's a fair call. That's fair. I could, I could get down with that. I'm, I'm saying I'll jump in. I, you know, we're, we're trying to get as close as possible without, you know, ideally a second place finish is like the best you can do. So I'm going to take Minji Lee as my pick for who will not win this week. And of course, Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> Minji twenty eight to one after that performance at the U.S. Women's Open last year. That's 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 a pretty steep fall Let me off. Pull up the odds here because there's always like I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna go right at the top of the board. I'm gonna go Ataya Titikum will not win. Ooh, she's the favorite mm-hmm. plus yeah. eleven hundred. She won't win. And somebody just to bring it back, 
couple of names that I, I want to see something out of because they're not playing well right now. Megan Kang, kind of in a slump. I had big expectations for her to win a major this year. Uh, she's poked around so many times previously. I'm a huge fan of her game. And I'm really getting worried about Yolimi No. Like, yeah. it's getting late early for her as far as, like, she's, like, in the 140s or 150s on the points list this year, and it doesn't, it's not looking good. No, it's not. You know what really bums me out also is to be this far into a, a, a women's pod about a major and, like, not, like Yuka Sasso's name has not come close to coming up. Yeah. Like it looked like she was about to take over the, the game, and it just has, she's missed four of her last five cuts. She is coming off T7 at Liberty national, but she missed the previous four cuts, uh, before that. And, uh, it's not, it's not been great. It's, it's unfortunate because she has, I, I thought she had world number one talent from when I saw her, uh, what was that shit last year at, uh, KPMG or maybe two years ago. And of course she went on to win the, win the U S women's open shortly after that. And it's, she's a speed freak and has all the talent in the world. And I feel like should be like a Sung young park level talent. And we just haven't seen it materialize. Yeah. My pick, absolutely not not to win. I know this is crazy to say, but man, if if you look at her performance this year, I think we thought that she was going to come out gangbusters based off of her win at the Saudi International, but that's Lydia Ko. And man, I think we thought that maybe that uh, getting married and, and more stable life there would translate to you know her just coming and continuing to pick off events, but man, it's just not there. Tell you low key who I want to see win one of these at some point because a just because her Instagram just keeps me so entertained is Charlie Hole. Hell yeah, she's finished like top ten in a major most years. Like she's got quite a bit of yellow on her major resume. The most recent is last year's you know Evian Championship. Obviously that comes with an asterisk, but um, she's played pretty well in this event previously, like T six in twenty eighteen, T seven twenty twenty. I'd like to see her. I think she's a just such a fun, like weird personality to have on the, you know, kind of on the front page of a leaderboard. And I'd love to see more of her in the big events. Totally here to there. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> I totally agree. She, she's awesome. She cracks me up. What do she's you think about? Kind of quiet on Insta lately, though. I'm worried. Like maybe she's focused. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah. What? Uh, as somebody that like I cannot judge unbiasedly, if that's a word. Uh, but what do we think about Madeline Sackstrom? Because she has the last three years at the women's KPMG. She's she finished tied for 23rd in 2020, tied for 15th in 2021, tied for 25th in 2022. Not like obviously not top 10 finishes, but She's always kind of around, and she has the type of game where if everything clicks, she absolutely could be in the mix come Sunday. Yeah, it's she's like it's funny her her major record reminds me a lot of like Max Homa. If you if you take out her two British Open appearances, she's yeah. never finished in the top top ten in a major outside of those two links golf. You know, like the 2021, 2022 Women's British. And it's one of those things where it's like you want to see her. She drives the hell out of the ball. Max drives the hell out of the ball. Like she, you know, she definitely needs needs to kind of raise the floor with her putting. But um, 
with Madeline, it's like, man, like it seems like she's so close. Like there's, there's one round here or there that just trips yeah. her up and, and yeah. it's, you know, or, or there's a double or a triple here or there. And it's like, you know, the talent is there and same thing as Max. It's just like, just get out of your own way and do it. You know? Yeah. One other name that I'm surprised, you know, I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what happened to say young Kim. I mean, she won this event three years ago and I just feel like she's, she's 65 to one. I, I feel like she's just kind of an afterthought and was once one of the top players in the game. Also a stunner. I not to get TC worked up here. Lizette's house is 300 to one to win this week, a year, two years after she almost, yeah. almost ran down Nelly Corda in this event. And her results have not been, have not been very good uh, or, or not been noteworthy of any kind, but that that's a surprise to me to see her that far down. The they list. clamped down on slow play. She's in trouble too. And also, Carl Alley. That was a, a free alley. She's been getting so much run on those on those uh, on those AT and T commercials with her dad too. Yeah, she might be needing a few more lessons here shortly. <laughs> but. All right, well, let's finish it. Everybody's pick to win. Solly, I guess we'll start with you. It's it's Rose. Yeah, sure. Let's go with it. Why not? Okay. Uh, TC, who's your pick to win? Lynn Grant, baby. Give it to me. All right. Code man. Atia Titical. I'm with you. That's she's my pick. I think it's time. Really? Yeah. She's just played so freaking good. She's she's played good on this type of course. She she was right in it at Chevron. I, I think man, she's gotta be super motivated. I will say this too. Jin Young Ko, it's time. We're going to need to see you flash at majors a little bit more. I know you've had top 10 since 2019, which is when she won both of her majors, but we're going to need to see you really involved in, in more majors this year, please. I'm just looking real quick, too, at the uh, Solheim Cup standings. Top seven automatically qualify from the U.S. side. We've got Nelly, Lilia, Daniel Kang, Lexi, Cupcho. Megan Kang and Cheyenne Knight with Andrea Lee, Allison Corpus, Allison Lee, Jessica Corda, who's she's not playing the rest of the year. So you can scratch her and Marina Alex rounding out the top 12. So the, the U.S. really needs to find another one or two players to kind of step up. I, I feel like they're very top heavy right now. And then a lot of question marks. Which was the same thing you know, with like Mina Harry guy. And, you know, like that yeah. was kind of what tripped him up previously as well and then on the on the ladies side it's or on the uh, european side it's lynn grant maya stark lead on let solheim cup points and then you've got georgia hall celine boutier leona charlie hall madeline carlota uh are the top eight right now on that side so that's a pretty formidable squad right there a lot of fighters on that euro side that's 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 what i like yeah big time and you know Captain Patterson, right? So, yeah. Mm. yeah, killer. All right, gentlemen. Well, I hope everybody enjoys the golf again between uh, Golf Channel, the Cock, and NBC. There, uh, there will be twenty six hours of coverage. So, praise progress there. Although a lot of that is going to be on Peacock. So, um, you know, maybe it's the week to at least sign up and and watch it for this weekend. Uh, but gentlemen, appreciate you coming on. Uh, we will be doing live shows uh, Friday at the completion of coverage. 
and then a live show Sunday at the completion of coverage. So be sure to check us out on YouTube, Twitter. Uh, they will be podcasts as well. Uh, big weekend ahead. Very excited. Thanks for having me on your show, Big. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See ya. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, yeah. that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most.